Welcome to Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I'm your host, author Liz Tolsma. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. I'm glad to have you along with me because you know if it's happening in the world of Christian historical fiction, we're going to be talking about it right here. First of all, a big warm welcome to everyone who is new here. I'm so glad that you've decided to join me. I hope that you find lots of interesting things here. Hope you find some new authors and some new books. I know I, even as a host, have learned so much about some of these authors that I've known for a while. I have learned about and met new authors myself and even got interested in some genres that I haven't been reading very much before this. So it's a great place to be, and I hope that it's beneficial to you. If you haven't subscribed to Christian Historical Fiction Talk, please make sure that you do so on your favorite podcasting platform, because we have some great guests and some great topics lined up for the rest of this year. You don't want to miss out on any of that. It's been so much fun so far, and it's not going to stop. We have a lot of great guests coming up. If you would like to learn more about today's topic and perhaps learn more about some of the books that we talk about and get some handy links to them, then please be sure to head over to my website, which is liztolsma.com, and all that information will be there under the podcasting tab on my website. So be sure to check that out, please. You'll also find lots of past guests there, so if you missed anyone, you can get caught up as well. Okay, we don't have a guest this week, so you're just going to have to listen to me talk. And as I was trying to decide what I was going to talk about, I looked at my upcoming schedule for guests. And what I noticed while I was looking through our guests is the past two weeks we have had biblical fiction authors on. So we first had Naomi Craig, and then we had Connie Lynn Cosette. And Next week, we have Lynn Austin joining us. More about her later. She won't be talking about biblical fiction on next week's episode, but she has written biblical fiction in the past. And then we have Tessa Afshar coming up, who is another well-known, very good biblical fiction author. So we sort of have this run of biblical fiction authors. And if you have listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that ranking my favorite eras of historical fiction, I had been placing biblical fiction pretty low on that totem pole. I was never a huge fan of it. And I'll tell you why now, because I don't think I've ever explained that very much. I come from a very conservative background. I am very conservative. And I was just afraid that reading biblical fiction, writing biblical fiction could really get you into a pitfall of rewriting the Bible, messing with the Bible and what's in there and the truths that are found in there. And that was something that was very uncomfortable for me. It made me squirm a whole lot. And then I slowly started picking up some biblical fiction, some really well-written biblical fiction, and really reading it, reading it with the mind that this is fiction. And I found that I enjoyed it more than I thought I would enjoy it. 
And there are several reasons for that. I went on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Christian Historical Fiction Talk. You'll find us there. And I went on there and I asked the question, what is it about biblical fiction that really appeals to you? Why do you read it? Now, somebody did go ahead and give the reason why they don't like it. And that was very much the reason that I had always avoided it myself in the past. This is what she said. I may be different than many here, but I'm not a huge fan of biblical fiction because it seems that sometimes people don't separate it from the Bible itself. The historical biblical fiction can become almost equal to and or confused with scripture in some readers' minds. That's not good. I had a woman tell me she knew a lot more about a biblical character from a fiction book she read and was taking it with as much truth as the biblical account that doesn't give us much information. Or the one who said, oh, the Bible didn't talk about this character who is only mentioned by name, but now I know what they were all about. That concerns me. If biblical fiction is blurred with truth of scripture, that can be dangerous, spiritually speaking. If it gives more about the history or the land and doesn't deal with actual biblical characters, I think that may be better. And that's exactly why I sort of always seem to shy away from biblical fiction. And yet I've seen that it can be done and it can be done well. And the authors are very careful to make sure that the readers know that this is fiction, that they are taking a real character, much like anybody would do with any other historical fiction, and sort of spinning a tale around it. So I do think we do need to be careful about that, and that we have to be careful that it doesn't become equal to and or confused with scripture. It's too bad that some people do have that happen in their minds, but they do. So you have to be very, very careful about that. So I agree 100% with it, but I have learned that I really do enjoy a very well-written biblical fiction. But a lot of people commented on how much they really enjoy biblical fiction because it gives some context to some of the biblical stories or that it just brings the whole scene to life. And that's very true. And I think that's one thing that I particularly like about biblical fiction. The Bible is full of stories. Sometimes you read these stories in the Bible and they can be a little bit dry. And I know God is the author, so I'm not here to criticize how he wrote the stories that are in the Bible but that the details, the tiny little details that we might get in an 80,000-word novel aren't there in one or two or maybe three chapters of the Bible, or maybe even just a sentence or two. And so this context, this historical context, really bringing the stories of the Bible to life, I think can be a very good thing in biblical fiction. For example, I edited this book. It's by Regina Rushing. It's called Seal of the Sand Dweller, and it's about 
Joseph. Now, I don't know why, but I've read the story of Joseph many, many times. I've heard a lot of sermons on the life of Joseph, and I just never got the details of it. And then, of course, you watch Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and you get, again, a completely different view of it. It was all kind of fun and games and singing and dancing and that kind of thing. But she did a lot, a lot of research on what ancient Egypt would have been like at the time when Joseph would have been there. And the details are impeccable. And it really brought the story of Joseph to life for me. And it made me think of that story in a completely different way. And all that he suffered, Egyptian prisons were not vacation homes by any stretch of the imagination. It was horrible what he had to endure and what he had to go through. Everything that happened in his life, it was terrible. And that really brought it to life and helped me to see the story of Joseph with completely new and different eyes. And so if you can get a story that's told in that kind of context and gives you that rich historical detail that you wouldn't have any other time, that's really, I think, one of the main purposes of biblical fiction, a really good and positive thing about biblical fiction. The same thing with Lynn Austin's series about King Hezekiah. I absolutely loved that. One of the very first biblical fiction that I read. And again, it gave so many more details that I had never thought about when reading the book of Kings. It was a different perspective and it made me stop and think more about what I was reading in the Bible. These are real people. What they went through were real things. This really happened. And what was it like? What was the historical context around what was happening? And what were their daily lives like? And I think that's a very positive thing that biblical fiction can do. Another person said that biblical fiction always renews their faith and gives her hope, especially during these current times. And I think that's really true. It really can bolster your faith and give you a lot of hope. It makes you maybe dig into the Bible deeper. I think it was Naomi Craig when we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago. She said something about that. That's why she likes to write it. She likes to dig deeply into these biblical characters and to find out what it was like in those times and what they really had to go through, as I mentioned before. And there's no getting around the Christian themes that you're going to find when you write biblical fiction because you're writing about the Bible. So there's no getting around those. You know those are going to be very strong in their Christian themes. And so if you're looking for something that really is going to strengthen your faith, perhaps drive you to your Bible more, to dig deeper into your Bible, maybe by reading 
biblical fiction, it's going to make you pick your Bible up more and really read these passages with new eyes, the real biblical accounts, and think about what it was like for these characters and how their faith grew and the hope that you can have because of what you're reading in the Bible. And they also mentioned that they read a lot of psychological thrillers. So it's a nice break from some of that. And I can imagine that would be the case. And the strong faith themes are very important. And so that's another very, very good thing. If it's going to deepen your faith and drive you to your Bible more, I would have to say that the biblical fiction authors that I have interviewed would agree that that is one of the main reasons that they write biblical fiction. Another person said that they want to know the story around some of these biblical characters. Sometimes we don't get a lot about some individuals that are mentioned in the Bible. They might just be mentioned in passing and very briefly. We don't get a lot of details about them. Their name might be given once or twice, and that's about it. That's all you know about them. And it's like peeking around the corners. I love that comment by this person who answered my question, that it's like peeking around the corners and seeing what they're doing and knowing more about what they're doing and why they're doing that and getting to explore the lives and the personalities of people who don't get a lot of page time in the Bible. And I would have to agree with that as well. Sometimes, like I said, it's just a passing mention of somebody. And you wonder, well, who was this? And why are they mentioned in the Bible even by name? Or why are they even just mentioned as a person? I know Barb Britton has done a good bit of biblical fiction. And she took a passage from the book of Judges where the tribe of Benjamin had been almost wiped out. There were not enough wives for the men of Benjamin to go around. And so these men of Benjamin went to the women of Shiloh and kind of kidnapped them and took them for their wives. And she just took that little passage and she made an entire series out of that passage. And the women aren't really mentioned at all. And she was wondering, like, what was it like for these people? What was this all about? And so she gave some flesh to those women who weren't even named by name, but just mentioned as a group in the Bible. And really interesting to see how she went about doing that. And that's a whole series. I will have it in the show notes for you to look up. But Barbara Britton is another very good biblical fiction author who does things like that and takes little known characters or maybe characters who aren't even named by name in the Bible and really draws them out and brings them to life. I think that's a great thing that biblical fiction can do. Then one person mentioned after reading several books set during the kings of Israel, that before that she had had no clue which prophets prophesied during which king. That can be really very confusing because 
there are a lot of kings and there are a lot of prophets and the prophets overlap some of the kings. And so it can be very, very difficult to keep that all together. I think I would have a really difficult time keeping that together myself, for sure. And she said it really helped her with the chronological timeline of the Bible as well. And that certainly can be very true, is that it will help you sort of get all of these events straight in your mind. You're not reading just a short passage about it, but an entire novel and really getting to explore these biblical characters, these biblical people, and putting the pieces together and fitting them all together. And so that can be a lot of help with biblical fiction and another reason why it's really good. And again, if you read Lynn Austin's biblical fiction series, she does that and it's really helpful because it helps the light bulb to come on and put all these pieces together and it sort of all falls into place that way. So that's another very good thing that biblical fiction can do. And another reason why people love to read biblical fiction, because it just sort of helps them get a better perspective on the timeline of the Bible, because the Bible isn't written chronologically. And so that can make it very difficult to place certain things in certain places. And if you read it in a novel, it's laid out usually in a chronological order, and that can help you sort of get all of that straight as well. Another commenter said that she learns a lot from biblical fiction about the people, places, and time frame, as well as having learned to read scripture very carefully and with intent. And I think that's what I was sort of alluding to earlier. If it drives you to your Bible to read the scripture that's there and to read it with new eyes, really read it carefully and think that these are real people. These are real characters who lived These things happen to these people, and what must it have been like for them? I think if we learn to do that, that it can really help us to see the Bible with all new eyes. So that's another plus, definitely. Another person mentioned this, and it's very, very interesting, she said, it fascinates me how secular history and archaeology support biblical narratives. Suddenly the characters in the Bible become three-dimensional people to me. And that's what biblical fiction authors have to do. They have to go through and they have to search the secular history that's out there about these times that they're writing in, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. And of course, depending on the time frame, there may be more or less secular history written about these times, but they do go back to secular history and figure out what's written there, what that's all about. And they also look at the archaeological discoveries that have been made and how all of these archaeological findings support these biblical narratives. 
And a biblical fiction author can take the secular history and the archaeology and the biblical account and put them all together, sort of bring them all together. And as she said, that also helps the Bible people to become three-dimensional. They aren't just names on a page in your Bible, but they become real people to you then when you're bringing all that in. And so I think it sort of helps to bring the Bible all together and sort of bring it around. And I think it's fabulous how it does that. And it is fascinating how what has been discovered in archaeology doesn't dispute the Bible, but it upholds what we find in the Bible. So that's pretty much what you listeners had to say about biblical fiction. It was very interesting for me to read all of your comments and to interact with you about some of what you said. So thank you very much for taking the time to answer that question. And thank you for allowing me to use your answers here on the podcast. As I've said before, I always want to make this to be interactive. I know I can't have you all on the show with me and we all be sitting around with RT chatting about this, although that would be fun to do and maybe I'll have to figure out a way to do that sometime. But I think it's great that I can have your input and we can discuss this. It's not just me talking, but I'm sharing what you all think about it with each other as well. I do see that somebody asked for some really good biblical fiction that give a historical or geographical context and that aren't just unreliable commentaries of situations where the scripture doesn't speak. And so I will try to get a list of that together. I will put it up on our social media and also in the show notes on my website, which again is liztolsma.com. So make sure that you check out Christian Historical Fiction Talk on social media for some of that and also hop over to my website and you'll find some of that there as well. And on my website, I will have some links to those books for you. I am not an expert on biblical fiction. Like I said, I've just very slowly started to get into it a little bit more and read a little bit more of it. But I will give you what I have found to be some good books and make my recommendations over there. I've already mentioned Seal of the Sand Dweller by Regina Rushing, Lynn Austin, very, very good. And of course, we've had a whole treasure trove of biblical fiction authors with us Oh, I mentioned Barbara Britton as well. Plus, we've had Naomi Craig, Connie Lynn Cosette. We're going to be having Tessa Ashfar. I would suggest checking out any of those. They are all very good. I think you would especially appreciate Barbara Britton. I happen to know her personally, and I know that she's very careful with how she writes her biblical fiction. So I can highly recommend her for sure. But the others are great as well. And you won't be disappointed if you checked them out. I will leave links to all of that and more that if I can think of it. And also, if you're on my website, don't be shy about leaving a comment in the comment section or going to our social media, leaving a comment about some of your favorite biblical fiction books. Next week, as I mentioned, we have Lynn Austin with us. I always love 
talking to Lynn Austin. We have so much in common, actually. It's been so much fun getting to know her. I've had her on my World War II book club on Facebook, and she's just been a great guest. And so she came and chatted with me a few weeks ago, and I'm finally going to get that up for you next week. She has a book out, Chasing Shadows. It's set in World War II in the Netherlands. You will see me kind of geeking out a little bit. And I love talking World War II. I love talking to Lynn Austin because she's fabulous. And I love talking about the Netherlands because that's where my family is from. And so she does a fabulous job in this book of capturing the Dutch culture. And we talk about that on there too. So you aren't going to want to miss Lynn Austin's interview next week here on Christian Historical Fiction Talk. So make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss out on that. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time and we will see you next week.